We're just diving in. Just diving in. I'm I'm recording in. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, and the and these ones we just kind of we just blast through, right? We don't. This is a short. We, well, we feel like it'll be a short. <laughs> better be a short. I'm not. Uh, it's not. I'll cut your ass off. <laughs> well, I'm not that prepared, you know. All right. Hmm. Um. Do we even need to clap? Like, do, is that? I mean, was that just? I don't care when I'm doing it. Wait, you don't care. But just for you. <laughs> All right. When I'm editing, I don't care about claps. And it shows. Um, <laughs> so I guess we get started here. Okay, so I'm Ryan Activity Comic McKenna. And I'm Harland Accidental Company Grant. <laughs> We're the Doddlers. And this is welcome, welcome to the Dawdlers Philosophy Shorts podcast. Podcast shorts, shit. Fucked it up. Let's do this again. No. <sighs> Recorded live. But not really live, because you can't hear us while we're saying it, but you can. All right. What's your take on something? <laughs> or whatever. What's that you say? Remember, What's my take on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to do, do that now, or do you even remember what I wrote to you? as to the hint as to what this was going to Hey, what's your, what's like, what's your take on personal accountability? Is that what it was? Yeah. Is that what I care about and want your take on? It's what you care about. I hate it. Um, <laughs> just riffing at the moment. I always, it always bugged me. When people would always say, like, well, if everybody just pitched in and do 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 I think um, pitching in is fine. You know, if, you know, anyone has a family out there or whatever, you know, or was part of one at one time, um, you, you know, you, you pitch it, you, you know, you, you clean up your room or you whatever. You go, you go read the 12 rules for life. Um no. <laughs> but like you do those things you know you pitch in or you know um you can be accountable to other people um you know be if you hurt someone's feelings you can say you're sorry whatever it is you know we teach these things to our kids so that they can navigate the world but i feel like it eventually gets to a point where it goes beyond that and it's like all right everybody else take the wheel you know like it's this you know, it becomes more of a um, guilt kind of thing, you know, uh, where everybody's supposed to do it themselves. And whatever systems we have that are in place, they can't do it anymore. You know, it's like, it's up to you now. And I think that that aspect of it kind of 
pisses me off. Like, it's just a total failure of imagination that we can't come up with systems. Uh, well, we can come up with systems, but we can't get enough people to buy in on them because, well, probably the the people who are going to suffer because, you know, who, who what do they do? They, 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 they stand to lose. I don't know. People who stand to lose. Edit the shit out, Harlan. That, I think that phrase works. Yeah. All right. This one's mine. I, I don't know. People who stand to lose uh, because it, with the um, installment of a new system that'll handle the changes that are occurring or whatever modifications that are happening, you know, they don't want to do that. So uh, they want to keep things going as they are. And unfortunately, for whatever whatever it is about the system that's requiring everyone to now recycle or whatever it is, uh, go out and get your emergency preparedness thing figured out. Or, you know, everybody just needs to pitch in. Uh, it just seems to me like it's, uh, it's a way to kind of buy some time while you still keep raking in the money or whatever. I don't know. It just feels to me like there's some problem there with this system we're now f- asking people to do the changing and and we're it's all under the guise of like personal accountability as if these as if people busting their butts trying to just get by aren't doing enough and i hate that i don't know why i just fucking hate that i i, I know why <laughs> i just told you why so i kind of feel like uh i'm going to let you chitty chat because you're a person and you don't want to be accountable for your slothful ways. Is that what you're saying? No. You want the institutions to do it for you. Uh, well, I want the institutions that we've... It's like, you know, it's like if you were to... Anyone out there who... Is there anyone out there? Um, Anyone out there who, like, has ever written a script or something? It's like... For, you know, not a script like a, you know, I'm writing it to Hollywood or whatever, but like a computer programming script or something like that. You want it to work, you know, and you want whatever things you put in place to be able to function properly. Um, And so when whatever it is that you're doing, like, you know, the car is running out of gas or whatever it is, you need to either if you feel like. Uh, the car runs out of gas too soon. Maybe you need to install a bigger tank, you know, uh, you know, rather than ask the component of the system to do something better or whatever it is to like, come on, be more efficient without me changing anything. You know, that's kind of my feeling about that. Yeah. It's your job to watch your gas gauge. We put one of those in there for you and to pull over at one of our fine establishments and spend your fucking money. But what if, you know, the gas tank is so small that, you know, you run out of gas before you ever usually get a chance to get to the gas stations. What do you do? Build a bigger gas tank and install them in cars that way? Or do you make gas stations closer to each other? Like what, instead of just being like, come on now. Because the system, somehow the system is is not able to accommodate the agents anymore or whatever the components are that are that are occurring. So you need to make some kind of change. And I feel like sometimes with some of these kinds of uh, personal accountability um, guilt trips, that's it's just a way for the the rich to not have to do anything, or at least the. Do you have some handy examples? The one that you kind of seem to use so far was doing chores 
in a family institution. Are you opposed to that? No, I'm not opposed to that. So that what, what I will say before I give examples, which I don't have very many of, is I kind of think of it like, um, you know, like in chemistry, there are these buffer systems. And, you know, it's, you know, the idea in a buffer system is that if you start adding too much of something in, um, you know, whatever that is, like, you know, if you're talking about the the pH of your blood or something like that, if you're adding too many hydrogen ions, um, I think as it is, is that you are increasing the pH and it's becoming more basic or alkaline or whatever it is. And you can have problems there. And if you're, you know, or something like that. And I, I can't remember all the processes here in the, the chemistry. Um, but the basic idea being, <laughs> the idea being that um, when you input something into a system, if that system doesn't have any ability to counteract whatever that increase or decrease or whatever is to try and um, stabilize itself, then, you know, you end up kind of uh, operating at suboptimal levels or whatever that, you know, that then have maybe problems that impact other areas or other systems, other subsystems, and it becomes kind of this overall issue. And so my thinking is that we need things that uh, in our systems, or we need at least the capacity to be able to then just change how, whatever that is in our systems that need to be changed to accommodate if we can't control the things that are coming into the system, like, I don't know, you have more and more people and it's population growth. You know, how do we accommodate the people with respect to say food, you know, well, maybe if you were to ask people to, you know, oh, everybody just needs to stockpile more food for themselves or everybody needs to, you know, eat less or, you know, something like that. All of a sudden it becomes this like, oh, it's on the people now to do the thing because we don't want to change the system. We don't want to because whatever it is, we're lazy or the system's fine as, you know, as it is for me, but maybe not for you kind of thing. That's my general thinking. Yeah. Are you getting it out of your system? Yep. Okay, so, all right, here's my, what's coming to mind as you talk about these things. I don't know if it's, to what extent it's exactly in line with what you thought the topic was or not. I'm interested often in efficiency. That there's human beings, and they have these concerns, and they have these goals, and they attempt to bring their environment more in line with that which they wish it were. So, some, initially perhaps, the instantiation of an institution might be an efficient mechanism to arrange cooperation to achieve a goal that is better achieved by a group of individuals than one, by a group than an individual. But then we have this potential problem where once an institution becomes, come up with some apt word for this, the one that comes to my mind is entrenched, perhaps. We get an entrenched institution, and then it's it gets new goals. It's no longer merely in the service of the original purpose of its enshrinement, but now a goal of that institution is mere survival. It wants to continue to be a thing. It wants to enrich or empower 
the individuals who are its instruments. So they start acting in the institution's interest as an entity because their interest is tied up with their role in the institution. And so that these, and maybe these, these what did I call them? Uh, entrenched institutions become corrupted by the individuals that are its instruments. And then the goals become their own personal enrichment rather than fulfilling the goal that the institution was invented to achieve. Then, and then this is where that same old Nietzschean refrain comes back for me, that the institution uses the meme-plex of personal accountability in an analogous way to how some government or dictator or something in ancient Rome would use the rhetoric of morality to try to install routines in the software of its citizens' brains such that they just chose to do that which the which benefited the dictator. So if the institution can offload it onto you and say, oh no, no, we you are accountable personally, it's a personal responsibility to do all these things, then you might, if you value personal accountability, start acting in accordance with its dictates, even though it the whole overall interaction between this I don't know what we call them, the citizenry and the institutions, is corrupted in that it's no longer achieving the original goal, but now just this entrenched thing. And it's uh, if they can make it, you, no, you got to buy some gas cans. and We're not going to make a bigger tank. If you want a bigger tank, you go get some gas cans and put them in your trunk and you have your own little gas tank back there and fill it up. Yeah. Then we don't have to change who we purchase our tanks from and pay more money and, and and make a new buy a new machine to on the assembly line and we don't you know, we don't have to change anything you do and then if you are a person who thinks that independence and personal accountability is a good thing then you won't complain to the manufacturer why don't you make a better fucking car you'll just happily do it mm mm-hmm. mhm I don't know. Does any of that have? Is that what you were even talking about? Yeah, that's that's the general. I mean, I will say, yeah, I think if we're we're playing in the same ballpark or whatever, though not the same sport. Maybe. I I mean, I'm trying to think. If there was this quote that I modified from Stephen Jay Gould. Yeah, there's this one quote that I'll say. I don't know if this is going to make any sense to you or not. Um, but this is my modification of something that he said. And here it is. Um, and just go with me for a second. To remain the same in function, a system might need to change its form provided the inputs are changing. Like if yeah. inputs are really you know, increasing or really decreasing or something like that. To maintain whatever the function is of that system, it might need you might need to rearrange how information or energy or whatever it is is channeled through it. And I kind of think that when you say when one says or when the memeplex gets out there about personal accountability, 
it seems to say, you know, uh, we're willing to let this thing buckle under incredible pressure because we'd rather stick our heads in the sand than actually deal with this thing that's starting to like shudder and quiver and shake and all that kind of stuff. Like, and that's kind of how it seems to me like is, is often happening. I was listening to a podcast and this guy, Corey Doctorow, he's a science fiction writer, but he's also just a general thinker. And he was on uh, Douglas Rushkoff's Team Human one. And I don't know, he he mentioned at one point how it, it's not a good idea that everybody has their own generator. Because then everybody's going to be going to the gas station to get gas, you know, when it, it, we're going to maybe lose our supply. And this is like after a crisis or whatever. Then we might lose our supply of gas if everybody's constantly going to feed their own little generator if the power is out and they want to, you know. So it's not a good idea to tell people to go out and get their own generators, you know. Like, and, and, and I guess it's kind of a, it's just sort of a, a thing. And I imagine this is all sort of part of like the pull yourself up by your bootstraps American mentality or whatever it is that I'm independent, damn it, or whatever. But I don't know. It just, it's, it's, uh, it will never not annoy the shit out of me, <laughs> that whole thing. And I just, I hate it so much. I mean, hate. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't. The, the people who expend their energy resolving, atten- doing their best to independently resolve the problem rather than reform the institution, it, the, those who are perhaps, tinfoil hat paranoid about oh our electric grid could easily be it could fail any day Mm -hmm. so i go build myself a bunker and get my generators and my soup cans and ryan is saying no stop doing that instead work to fix the electric like it's a good idea to have some sort of public shared service to deliver reliable electricity to most of the country so instead of fragmenting and everyone attempting to resolve these large-scale social problems on their own, let's put more of our energy into making them work in the first place. Correct. So you don't need your little bunker. And perhaps one argument you could make in favor of that is there is no fallback but the cave. So, yeah, okay, you want, you're going to have to go further back than your bunker because you still are relying on Campbell's and the aluminum and extraction and the gas station to be there to give you gas for your generator. So, yeah, you're trying to bypass the electric grid, but when you fall back on something more fundamental, it's still more institutions. Until you go all the way back to caveman days. And you're not willing to do that. So since you're not willing to do that, your move is inconsistent and incoherent. And you might as well just fix the electricity in the first place. Yeah, for sure. You might as well just move forward. This almost also feels like that, um, now that you put it that way, like that... uh the sunk cost fallacy thing where like you're halfway to the grocery store and you realize you forgot your wallet, you know, or maybe this is like the inverse of that, you know, and you're like, God damn it. I'm going to go anyway to the grocery store. You know, this is like going 
in the other direction or whatever. I don't know. Fuck. I was I was there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't that out. seems like the opposite of what you want to say. <laughs> it's yeah. Damn it. Whatever. Editing. Edit it out. Anyway, I just was thinking. Yeah, like there's there's an increased burden on the you know like subsystems or components in a system to do more work in order to accommodate whatever the gains and losses are you know from previous stages or whatever throughput in the system then we need to find a way to maybe standardize or slow or create other you know some kind of buffering you know and our our systems have that like our body systems and stuff and i was just thinking well there's another place to pull from for inspiration is you know oh okay well when things you know the homeostasis i'm not talking about balance per se i'm just talking about like okay well when things push too far and you're not ready yet to change everything and live at this higher ph level or whatever then you just have something that can kind of draw down whatever the the additional stuff is and neutralize it some way and move along or or change it to accommodate the higher amount of hydrogen ions or whatever it is that's coming through. So there you go. I was going to make all these other like analogies to computer processing things, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, instead, but since we're here before our microphones and you have the air, what is the real motivation for bringing this topic up? You must need to get something off your chest. What is our society asking you to be accountable for that you don't want to have to be? Well, I thought we were going to try and avoid current events. Yeah, <laughs> it's near the end of a short. Who gives a fuck? Break the rules. I'm thinking a lot about that whole uh, student debt thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, the canceling of it out, or not. Or not. <laughs> or not. But just the idea that, you know, the more I learn about it, and the more I realize, you know, how far deep I'm in it, it just seems like it's, uh, there are there are a lot of people who don't want that to change, and they have money and power, and everybody else doesn't. And it's just like, uh, you know, suddenly it's like, you know, you can't pay your bills, you know, that kind of thing, you know, and there are all these other aspects of our lives that people say anyway, I don't. I'm not one of them necessarily per se, but there's a lot of people who, who, who just feel like they're so boxed in, they can't do anything in their lives except for just, you know, work whatever the job is that they get to just pay off this, you know, this, these loans that <laughs> it was this one woman who's in her sixties and she must've gone back to school at an older age or something like that, whatever, than the normal, it was a master's or something like that. So, you know, whatever. She got a whiff and she was like, I'm going to do it. You know, she left. <laughs> I don't, I don't know any of the details of her loans, but this was in a documentary. She, <laughs> she left the, her, you know, graduated, um, with $35,000 in debt to, you know, loan debt or whatever. She has over the years or whatever paid off $20,000 of it. And they're like, and she's about to say like what she owes. And the way they did it in the documentary is they like were doing the math, you know, like subtraction, you know? And so I don't remember what the, the, uh, 
what's the number now? Maybe it was more than 20,000 because the amount that she would normally owe would be like 9,000 still left or whatever. But because of the interest and because there's no regulation on how much interest they can increase on these things and because you can't file for bankruptcy and because they've made it such a special case so that they can only they can only win kind of like going to a casino um you know she was like you know so i got out at thirty five thousand. i've paid about whatever it is off and now i owe and they, they had to scratch out the nine thousand and they quickly put in as she was saying it fifty seven thousand dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> like nine is what should have been left but it's yeah, higher now yeah. exactly and there are all these other people who, no matter how much they seem to be paying, they still owe more and more. This one guy was like, I owe $200,000 in student loan debt. And like, he's like, it was nothing like that when I left, you know? And so I just think like somehow there's this loophole that some grifters or whatever greedy people see that they can kind of convince a whole bunch of legislators and and business community people that, you know, we can, or the education system that, you know, we can get, you know, more people can get educated and they're going to feed this back into the system, right? Cause they're going to get jobs and blah, blah, blah. So let's give them the money. They'll just pay it back. But then somewhere along the way, they were like, <laughs> like fucking Mr. Burns or whatever. And turn the tide or whatever on all these people. And of course the universities or education institutions, keep raising the price and then there's those predatory ones out there like fucking phoenix university of phoenix or what you know those kinds of ones mm-hmm. or trump university <laughs> like it's just all all bad and um yeah there's a foxes in the hen house man so i and then you know I don't know. I I had something that. Oh, I just remember when my sister. Well, it's was, those hens' responsibility to learn how to defend themselves. Right. This is like blaming the victim kind of stuff, isn't it? It's just sort of like, well, you should have known if you wore short short skirt that you you know you would get raped. It's like okay, great. Or that woman in Alabama who got shot in the stomach or something. And her baby died, you know, in utero, and now she's going to jail, and the guy who shot her is going off scot-free. It's He's like, well, you shouldn't have started the fight to begin with. Uh, you know, and who knows what it was about. Probably him spending all their food money on beer. Who knows, you know, but uh, I don't know the whole story. But, you know, it's just all this kind of stuff. And I just remember my sister. Like, she's a, you know, good almost decade older than me. I've got two siblings there. I'm the youngest. And she's the oldest. And I remember just hearing her talk about, like, she didn't have a college education at the time or anything like that. And she was trying to just, you know, go. She was young, whatever, but still older than me and able to live on her own and stuff. And just hearing her describe her life was just basically, I go to work so I can pay these bills. Like, there's nothing else in her life at the age of 20 or whatever it was at the time that she was working towards, it seemed, Except to just be another, like, cog in the system. And I'm just thinking, like, and at the time I was super young and I just didn't, I was like, wow, being an adult's going to suck, you know? Anyway. And then it did. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, fuck. So, great topic, Ryan. Want to do depression again? Yeah.
It, every topic is depression nowadays. For me. <laughs> Jesus. It sure is. But we're fighting through it. Because we're accountable to our listeners. To pump out that content. <laughs> yeah, we're an institution. All right, all right, we got to get out of here. Keep it short. Keeping it short. All right. Bye, people. <laughs>